Hi, this is Demi. Unfortunately, due to my own ineptitude, I am very, very loud in this episode. And despite all my editing attempts, I've not been able to adjust that. So although I have turned myself down a lot, I may not sound as great as normal. So please, please be aware of that. And don't uh, penalise Bricko or the amazing guest we had, Cat Fantastic. Give it a listen. I know there's a lot of value in here for a lot of people. Thanks. World of Warcraft community is the best community ever. It is so good. You're on how much it's helped solidify friendships, you know, like... The third faction is the important, is truly the most important, because we all have a say in it. Welcome to the Third Faction, your good people in gaming podcast. It's Sunday the 26th of September 2021. This is show number 30. Goodness me. I'm your host, Beast mm. Smith, but you, can <laughs> but you can call me Demi, and I'm joined by the one and only Bricko. How are you, buddy? Doing wonderful. It's great to be back kind of on a schedule with each other again. <laughs> You know, this is pretty exciting with our, our awesome guest that we're going to have. But everything's going well over here stateside. How about you? Yeah, it's pretty good. We've had an interesting week. Uh, I had to pick up kiddo from school on Wednesday afternoon. Well, actually, even before lunchtime on Wednesday. Um, apparently, he was, apparently, he'd gone pale and was wheezing. So, of course, they went, ah, COVID, get him home. Um, and he came home. And he was not 100%, and he went to bed very early, and then he was uh, sick in the night. And he's not been 100%, but we've done all the tests, and finally, this afternoon, it came back negative. So Yay. Yeah, and I didn't realise until the result came through that I'd actually kind of, like, been holding everything, because I was like, oh, if he's, if he's got it, then we've got to isolate, and I've got to cover work, and that's going to be a real pain in the butt, and, da, da, da. and then he got negative, and I was like, oh, it's fine everything's fine i can relax so yeah but apart from deep that breath, really deep breath week. yeah apart from that we've had a really good week the guild in world of warcraft uh re-cleared on thursday um nice we re-cleared up to fate scribe um who's not our progress boss but we've only got we're on kelthazad so he's like one before that and we took in two new people so it's really good to get them through all of that and get them um so they got some good gear drops as well so they'll be up raiding with us um in no time in final fantasy my uh row warrior my femro warrior is now 44 so we're still going through a realm reborn but i'm having a lot of fun getting in a lot of playtime thank you um and that's kind of it on the gaming side i'm not really i would have done um sims or spirit fair or something yesterday but then kiddo decided he wanted to play for a bit so we streamed together for a little while which was the first time we've done that in ages um but i was, was busy really i wanted to watch you guys it's such a cute deal i, I just I love how wholesome that is going live by about i think five minutes or i would have raided you yeah but that's the way it goes isn't it anyway it is yes. no and how's your time being yeah incidentally oh i'm sorry I'm, there, there we go we're, we're talking <laughs> over each other just like old days, it's like we never missed a beat, right? What were you saying, Demi? I'm sorry. I was asking how your time's been in TBC. Oh, I I just want to live there. I, I 
I just love it. We we got the a few folks that we play with, and and it's I just love that content so much. I'm still only like 62. <laughs> like we're just taking it all in. We're starting to build a group for some uh, for some ramps runs and get through Hellfire Citadel stuff. Um, hopefully, we're going to start that this week. Um, and then we're also having the shenanigans with the folks over at the Lions Pride. We started a naked shaman. <laughs> so we're all Torrens. As you can imagine, some of the names are pretty funny. Like, for instance, I'm in the buff, or I'm in the buff, and then my my fiance is in the raw. Common, so it's, it's pretty good stuff. But uh, we've have, we've been having a lot of fun. I've actually been dipping my toe back into retail and. I have the opportunity. Yeah, right. I have the opportunity. I've been busting up a dark iron dwarf shaman. That's it's just super fun. But guess what? Nine point one point five isn't here yet, so I, we have to go through the maw if we're going to continue. Yep. The maw skip doesn't start till that drops. So uh, Lystra and I um, are thinking about changing servers with our mains. So the original Bricko from days of yore, and possibly Lystra. From day or might be changing to go to the Dragonblade server with the Lions Pride folks, and they might have us come in nice. and start and help us to get ready for raiding anyway. I don't know if I'll be any good at it. I'm quite older than I was, so these things look very, it, very, very imposing. Right? I, can... I just got to figure out what spec. <laughs> You'll be fine. I used if to I can... heal. Yeah, if I can, if I can tank a raid, you can definitely heal one. You'll be fine. But we, we need to introduce well, I our thank guest. You for that. <laughs> yes, we do. Sorry for rambling. There was a lot going on. <laughs> I rambled too. I rambled too. We haven't chatted for a while. It's fine. But today, ladies and gentlemen, we are joined by the marvelous, the Cap Fantastic, a variety streamer who's building a wonderful, fun, inclusive, and diverse community over on Twitch. Hi, Cap. How are you? Hello. I'll take that intro. I'm very well, thank you. Um, doing fantastic. We've been in London this weekend, taking some like self-care time, and I have walked 25 kilometers. <gasps> so everything from the waist down is in absolute agony, but it was a blast. So no, no squats on stream um, for you this week then. Absolutely <laughs> not. I was thinking about that when I got back. I was like, oh god, am I going to carry on doing that? I'm like, no, not this week. No. This week is a is a seated week for streaming, not a squatting week. Um, but well done to you for doing so many. Did you get through 500? Or th it would be 1,000, wouldn't it? That it's 1,000 now. technically obliged yes. to wow. uh, So, no, I'm not well, doing 1,000, but what I have done, so I'd broken it down anyway. I'd broken it into curls, so bicep curls, some shoulder things, some tricep things, and squats. And then I was like, ah, oh, crunches. So if I do 20, that's five different exercises. That's 100. And I thought if I do two sets, that's 200. If I do that like four times this coming week, that's 800. I'll be dead by the end of it. I will be like <laughs> hanging, but it will be done. And I did say like when I originally started doing the squats on stream thing, I said, look, if, if I'm at the, when we got to 80 on the first day, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do any more on stream. But I did say I would always record them and put them, you know, across social media. So that's what I will do. I will still do it. I'll just um, put it across social media and say, here we are. Um, because, I mean, I, I could have spent all stream just doing that and I wouldn't have done any Final Fantasy. I still can't get over, like, 
somebody gifting 100 subs and you see it's not so king because i didn't even mention it at the top of the show because it, it just doesn't seem real and i think until the money hits my bank account like next month i will not it will not compute yeah. properly that's um, so amazing it's, it's, yeah. that's wild it's one of the most exciting things i think i've ever seen on stream actually it's great i just didn't I, I just didn't know how to react it, so they did. So they did fifty subs to start with, and then said good night, have fun. Like I never, never in, in, interacted with this person, Quentin Williams. You are a Jeffin legend. And then they came back and dropped another fifty, and then ten thousand bits. And when they, and then they asked for my tip link, and I was like, I don't know if I want to give you that because I'm a bit like you're just paying so much money. Yeah, and, and, it was awkward know, at that point, isn't it? Yeah, and I yeah. was like, I did actually say, you know, don't, you know, go put yourself in financial difficulty and this person's like no it's fine i've got loads of money don't worry it's like can i shout you out on social media no i hide you can't find me and i was like okay this is really maybe it's, maybe it's elon musk it's elon musk with a yeah there you go with a name. that's what it is yeah. it's yeah. that tesla money we'll take it we'll take it yeah so it's yeah that was it's really strange but i have spent a tiny bit of it already because uh, i bought my dog a new toy that was that it's yes. like it's like this sniff toy so you hide loads of treats in it and he has to go around and he's used it twice and he loves it loves nice. it that's awesome so money yeah, well so, spent yeah so i spent a little bit of that but anyway enough about my week shall we get to the business <laughs> of the day absolutely greetings sir and or ma'am so get into the interview uh and we're, not, yeah, we're not on um twitch tonight uh that's my fault guys so i'm sorry if you're um disappointed but it was just too many things to manage today um so we're just recording this uh to ourselves and you'll all get to listen to it soon enough but we would normally split up the question so that one of us could chat to um twitch chat while the other one actually conducts the interview so i don't know how you want to do this bricko because it's been a while since we've done a show while we've not actually live streamed it would you like to take the standard questions i mean it gives me a break from talking a lot <laughs> sure yeah i could do that <laughs> you'll notice they've changed because we obviously are not in a wow yep. only format anymore right gosh it's gonna be it must weird, feel weird it it does feel weird <laughs> A little bit, but... But I don't play all the other games. You know, there's mm. a time thing for me where... Stuff like that, but... No, it's it, it's a good change. All good people are welcome at the third faction. Right? Yes. That's, I think that's a good oh, I think we would have ended up doing less WoW-focused stuff eventually. It's just brought it a bit closer. Um, and it means yeah. that instead of having that niche of being a WoW-specific podcast... We're now a gaming podcast, and that is a yeah. much, much bigger pond to swim in. And we are a tiny, 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 probably like an amoeba, like plankton level <laughs> in that kind of pond. <laughs> We're a baby sparrow flapping yeah. wings. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so shall we start then? Let's, Let's do this. It. It's so cool to have you, Cap. Fantastic. Thank you for joining us. And now, tell us a little bit about yourself and what's your streaming community all about. Gosh, isn't this the, like the worst question that anyone ever gets asked? Um, Blame firstly, Demi. Yeah. <laughs> firstly, <laughs> thank you fault. so much for having me. It's um, it's a privilege. It's a real pleasure to be here. Um, it's a wonderful opportunity. So thank you. Um, so about myself, I guess um, let's start with kind of like my life. 
who who am I? Um, so I don't know if I, I know the answer to that question myself, Free. I'm nearly 40 years old. Um, I have no idea who I am, but I'm working on it. It's a, it's a journey um, for all of us. But uh, in my life, I have um, adopted a child. So I'm an adoptive parent. Uh, I'm a gay man. Um, I have an anxiety disorder, which is a joy to live with. Um, and uh, I guess turning nearly 40, I think I'm sliding slowly and discreetly into that bucket of people that we now call older gamers. Um, I, don't, I don't know how I feel about the label, but here I am joining, joining, <laughs> joining that bucket, ticking that box. Um, so that's uh, that's kind of, I guess, a little bit about me in a nutshell. Um, in terms of you know what I what I do when I'm not streaming, I think um, I think pe- when you watch streams, you sort of forget that people have like a whole life outside of streams, right? So so I'm you know I've been doing this for a short period of time. Um, I uh, work like full time outside of streaming, uh, which is my main source of income. And uh, that has been years and years and years of human resources and leadership specialism. So um, I'm a very people person. Um, And I guess that kind of is where I kind of ended up sort of sliding into streaming. It felt quite like quite a natural thing to do. one of the things that you know we think a lot about in in the work world that I live in um, is representation and diversity and that kind of human connection and how we create a safe place for people to turn up at work and be their authentic selves and enjoy being in that space as much as one reasonably can do um, in a work environment. And it kind of got me to thinking, you know, actually there's another avenue here. I spend my days doing all of that stuff, and maybe I could kind of feed that into streaming. So. You know, if I'm asked what's my stream about, what's my community about, it's about exactly those things, about that kind of, you know, the importance of representation, um, the importance of a human connection, sometimes just seeing another person, like if you're on your own or you're having a quiet moment and you can just see another human being, like going about their day, doing some stuff that you love, be be that squats or gaming. um, And uh, you and you, you sort of, you just somehow connect to these people and... Part of that for me is just creating a safe space for people to come in and and really kind of just get away from that toxicity that you do get out there in the gaming world. It's a it's a word that gets banded about, but it's it's out there. You know, the, I cannot tell you how many games I've played in my life where you, you know you play with a person of color, or you play as a gay man, or you play as a woman, and there's misogyny, and there's homophobia, and there's racism, and it's just ha ha ha. Let's laugh it off. That's totally normal for this environment. Um, so I just kind of wanted to create a space where we could play some some games and not have that um if possible it'd be nice uh and um yeah that i guess is what the community is about making that space you're here that's awesome doing the good work doing that's the, good the plan work. <laughs> yeah i've got to check you out i got i've we've been friends on twitter but i haven't had time it's weird with our dis- differences and whatnot in, oh, in time, time zones, zones but but um, I try to check out Demi and I try to check out Alenia and a few different folks from different continents. It's really weird how many people you get to know in this game. How, and it's part or in these great, these games and how wonderful that part of it is really to yeah. get to know all these folks. Um, much like yourself. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. And, and visually meet you as well rather, yes, than Twitter, right? rather than Twitter meet. All of these kind of right. new definitions we have for the word meet someone now. It's um, neat to put a, a, a voice to the face too. Yes. Yeah. You know, I, I I know I said I was watching just a minute because I wait and listen to it at work. But uh, Warcraft Reloaded, Blazing Bob, Mel, and Kit and Yip, and I never saw their faces before. 
so Friday I was like, oh my goodness, I've been watching or I've been listening to their their show for a long time. <laughs> I'm like, well, this is different. This is not what I yeah. expected. It was pretty cool. It was neat. It was awesome. Absolutely. So what would you say is your favorite game of all time, Cap? Oh, I thought so hard about <laughs> this because like the easy answer is Warcraft, right? Because back when I was a lot younger, um, I was playing like The Sims a lot and I was playing um like City of Heroes was like one of the first MMOs that came out. I really loved that. Um, because who doesn't like designing your own cape? And um, <laughs> you know, I sort of I, I slid into the Warcraft world as a little druid. You know, I'd go to sleep under a tree as a bear. I was kind of like living that RP life. But that, I, on reflection, that's not the answer. The answer for me is is Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, <laughs> so jealous! I've not played it, and I really, really want to. <gasps> I I cannot recommend that game enough. So it, it does some some things I think are really cool. The, the first thing, obviously, having a female lead um, in a game, when that first kind of happened, it was kind of a new thing. It, it, was, it, it wasn't, you know, common to have a female lead. But to introduce a female lead in a way that kind of really tells us a very human story... Um, and a story so closely linked to kind of the idea of adoption. So the character, the lead character, you start in the game, they're a, they're a kid um, and you play as them as a child, kind of like discovering a little bit about their world. And you connect to the character because you're seeing the world through kind of their eyes as a, as a, you know, a child with a lot of chutzpah that really kind of wants to get out there and take on the world. Um, but you're a kid, so you can't do that. So you, you kind of connect to the character in a really unique, interesting way. And then you sort of find out through the story that actually they're kind of adopted and it tells the a really charming and adorable relationship between her and her adoptive father. And again, that's quite unusual for, um, you know, people think of adoption or parenting, you think of mothers, not necessarily fathers in the first instance. So that was really interesting. Um, and then the whole tribe is a very kind of matriarchal tribe, which I just thought was wonderful storytelling. And then it just goes off into this wild robot dinosaur sci-fi fantasy <laughs> could totally be a, it would be an amazing tv series it would be a great movie the storytelling through place is really fantastic um and you know you get to the end of that game it's like oh okay i need to go back and start again because that is so good and it, i those sort of games which are kind of more shooter-esque i will never finish but that game i finished and then i finished it again and then i finished it again and then i bought the expansion <laughs> i've done that twice and i am so excited um when, when we get some semiconductors or microchips back in the world i'm excited that eventually a pc ps5 might become available to a normal human being like me and uh, i'll be able to get the next one so on reflection it was a short space of time nothing like the 15 year commitment i made to warcraft but uh, it was a fantastic short space of time that i would uh, relive any day it's brilliant it's neat how folks can put out stuff like that they just that just hits you right yeah. where you live. You know, it's it's pretty cool. I've never played. I'm not much of a... Is that an FPS? I suppose I'm going to get some hate tweets for this. Well, sort of, yeah. I mean, the, the main combat is kind of like lots of combat roles, bow and arrow, um, because you're it's almost kind of set in a tribal kind of time. Um, so the weapons are part tech, but predominantly kind of like bow and arrow. Um, and sort of there's a little bit of stealth in there, lots of hiding in bushes and waiting for robots to come up on you. And then you can take control of the robots and ride robot you know, sort of ponies around. Um, and uh, yeah, and it's just um, it's just really 
it's a, it was a really it's a very unique world that they kind of created um but it's set on earth just in the in the future and you learn about kind of how the apocalypse went down um and it's very um it's very in, in step with modern times because uh, it's all about kind of ai and how we use how we use ai and how that kind of was used and went wrong mistakes were made choices sure. um so yeah so it sort of plays a little bit like a first person shooter but um but you're more in third person to get that kind of um that vibe of the kind of rolling around and the dodging and the climbing and all that kind of stuff yeah i've heard nothing ever but great things i just yeah. i'm one that's not very good at the fps style stuff so it's tough for me to to make that jump <laughs> yeah I, same I, but yeah not my i don't game. think i would have and i mean i've just watched oh sorry you guys won't have heard that but i just hit a button on my stream deck that played a sound in my ears <laughs> oh was it a good sound it was actually the one that i will when we edit this i will drop in at the beginning of the question of the interview section but nobody <laughs> else i don't think anybody else will hear that anyway it put me off my stride anyway uh, what i was going to say was um i've just watched people play horizon zero dawn and i just fell in love with aloy the character and thought yeah this is a person that i want to spend some time with um and it has been suggested that i go and pick up a ps4 so that i can play it sooner rather than waiting for the as you say the the so it's uh, not on a computer then no it's a console or i it's think a, you can do it okay. on pc yeah i think you can get it on um yeah, i think it's Steam. on xbox game pass at the moment so if you've got xbox yeah. game pass i think it's on there uh but the new the one second, is only the second one will PS5. be five yeah yeah new sure. one's just ps5 and i yeah if if by some miracle i could get my hands on a ps5 it would be to play Horizon Zero Dawn and oh, Ratchet and Clank because I've seen oh, somebody play well, Ratchet, Ratchet and Clank and, cool. and it just yeah, looks beautiful. Um, so yeah, but yeah, Horizon. I would say Horizon Zero Dawn is a very solid choice for favorite game of all time. Even I've never played it, but I understand everybody's love for it because I watch it and think I really, really want to play it. So yeah, um, yeah you know, you 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 were talking about maybe getting closer to the bucket of old gamers earlier. <laughs> I have. <laughs> so I was 31 playing Grand Theft Auto before WoW came out. So I was one of the first wow. in that old gamer buckets. <laughs> <laughs> you arrived early. Yes, I, I showed up early and I brought enough beer to stay a while, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, what would, I don't know, the, I went honestly from a bunch of different games. I always liked playing the old, uh, um, oh, what the heck is it called now? If I loved it so much, it was like Sonic, but it was for PlayStation. Uh, the dog. Oh, Crash Bandicoot? Yeah, is Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. You know, I, we played all the different ones and all the NHLs and all the. Well, he's not a Madden's. dog. <laughs> he's a, what is he? A Tasmanian like devil. I thought he? he was a. Yeah. I thought he was an Australian dog. Jeez. Yes, okay. Australian dog. I mean... Tasmania, Tasmania is off the south coast of Australia, so he's a Tasmanian devil. Um... So we're both right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, GTA was fun. We'd get together and do all get as many of the of the feds after you and all that. We'd have contests and blah blah blah. NASCAR online was new back then and. Had a lot of fun, but then the second I got into Wild Man, boom. 
they go, they no go time to time. Anything else, yeah. Yeah. But, no, I've heard a lot about different games over the years, and I've not heard a bad word about that Horizon. New Horizon Zero Dawn? Mm-hmm. Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, that's cool. I'm going to have to maybe... You, can you do that on stream, or do you do that on stream? You can. I've never streamed. streamed it, but yeah, you can, yeah. That's why I've seen it, people playing it on stream. Maybe I'll watch and make sure I follow you to see if it happens. You know, give you a, check you out. So then, is this going to affect you at all now by asking what's your favorite game at the moment? Uh-huh. Um, for, for me, that's a really easy question. Um, I My favorite game right now is New World, and I am missing it so much um, in between the, the beta and the launch. Um, and I'm days? really glad I can play it. It's No, not even that. It's two sleeps, Demi. Two sleeps. <laughs> you sound like you're agonizing. Oh, my goodness. It's that good. I'm like, can I can't wait. The, you can see the agony on his face that like he's got to wait <laughs> two sleeps. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. The hype, the hype is real. Um, it's a really, it's just there's so. Firstly, there's something really cool about being around at the start of an MMO because it's a it's a world, right? So you know it's going to evolve. You know there's going to be loads of people involved. Um, and it is an MMO in the sense that Warcraft or Final Fantasy is an MMO. So it's not kind of like you know games of games of past like Anthem where it's an MMO but you don't ever see anyone, or the Division, which is you know community spaces but out in the world you barely bump into anyone. Um, it's it's a proper it's a proper MMO, you know. It's it's you could definitely equate it to something like Warcraft. Um, it, I guess like perhaps controversially, it's definitely set in a period of human history, um, which is it was an interesting choice. I guess they were just looking for kind of like an aesthetic, um, but it's set in a period of human history where you would be kind of imagining the likes of Christopher Columbus, you know, sailing off to the New World and where you're kind of exploring and learning more about the planet. But it is, in fact, completely a fantasy game. Um, and the idea is that this this island called Eternum, um, out in the middle of the ocean, that throughout human history has been seen as Eden or you know, the kind of the hanging gardens of Babylon or the birthplace of humanity or some mystical source of the of the ever kind of the everlasting life um, or immortality. And people have been trying to get there throughout the course of human history. Which, of course, stylistically allows them to play with all of human culture in kind of their environments there, which is a really clever way of doing it. Um, but the, the concept is, you know, in this particular period of time, you someone's come back from the island. They've given you a way to get to it. You get on a boat and you tip up and you find out that no one here ever dies. And all the people that have been coming here over the years have. And, and this is I guess this is a really important point to make. There was no indigenous population on this island. So it is not taking a space from any kind of indigenous population. That's a really oh, important sure. point because yeah. I was concerned about that when I first started playing it. I was like, mm, this could be awkward. Um, the name but... and the um, costumes of the play of the MP of the, yeah. the conquistador outfits have made me go, well, but then I have heard that there was no indigenous population. Sorry. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's interesting because the way they've gotten around that is they've basically said that because people have been coming here throughout the whole of human history, You've got all these kind of different cultures and, and things represented on the island, including a race that are clearly not human, um, which, you know, you're kind of finding artifacts and architecture from, but you're learning about as you're there. And because no one ever dies, eventually the soul becomes kind of, I guess, incapable of maintaining like a human form. So 
over the years, these kind of humans have become kind of like zombie-like or ghost-like or just ancient skeletons roaming the island, kind of protecting these ancient mon- you know monuments as if as if they were still there. Um, and nature itself, because of this kind of mystical power as, as of Azoth that has kind of you know is part of I guess why people don't die on this island, has risen up to try and fight you off. So you've got like beastie animals and you know ghosty animals and zombies and all sorts. And basically after that, you know, it's your classic fantasy game. There's lots of, um, there are some like real conquistador kind of like um, styles of armor, but there's all sorts of stuff in there from kind of like plague masks through to complete fantasy stuff. Um, lots of different weapons. And again, it's a bit like Final Fantasy in the sense that the weapon you hold is is your class. There's no real class. You can spec into different points and things as you go. Neat. But it's fun. It's just really fun. And it's got a really like stupid fun crafting system. You can pick up every craft, just go out into the forest and chop down trees for literally hours. And it's really therapeutic. You can buy a house, <laughs> buy a house in one of the towns and you can build furniture for your house. I'm, I'm there for it. I'm like, this this cool. is where I'm at. Um, so it's, it's really fun. And then, you know, the rest of it is just there are kind of three ideologies, if you like, as you tip up. One's kind of like the the justice, the holy light. The other one's like, oh, truth and logic, mm-hmm. secret knowledge. Um, and then the third one's like, oh, pirates, we hit stuff because oh, glory. Um, <laughs> and as a player character, you can sign up to one of these three. Uh, and then all of the different zones can be held by one of those three factions that you're a part of. So there's a bit of PvP player tussle between the different zones that give you benefits if your faction holds that zone. So it's fun. Oh, it's really cool. fun. Stupid so fun. So is there, is there a PvE versus PvP base or is it all PvP? Or Yeah, so it's, it, it started out, I think, being quite PvP focused. So there's definitely... Um, I would say some really solid PvP content in there and less PvE story. Um, but there's in the PvP activities, there's quite a bit of um, PvE stuff you can do to support the fort or the settlement in the area. So you could go in and be like, right, I'm going to flag myself PvP and go around the zone that we control and kill all the other players. Um, but you could also like go to the settlement's like town board and go and chop down 500 trees for them and collect that. And that will also contribute to holding the sort of the zone that you're in. So you can kind of flag yourself PVP or not. And there's stuff you can do that's PVE based to contribute towards that kind of faction friction, if you like. Because that's super cool. I like that. I've ever since I saw, I think Hottie and a few other folks really started talking about it a couple months ago. Mm. I really wanted to try it after seeing some of the trailers and whatnot. And I, I think I might try that one wholeheartedly before I try Final Fantasy. I hope that doesn't make anybody silly or mad at me, but that one had like piqued my interest just from everything I've saw or yeah. seen. And and I do like Final Fantasy. I just don't want to have to buy it yet until I have more time. And mm. we started characters there. And we couldn't get back onto that realm, or mm. whatever they call it, unless you had a paying, or unless you bought the game, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. So was, uh, that's a little frustrating, because we had like three hours in, and didn't get much accomplished, except for learning the game a little bit, and how gorgeous it is, and, and how fun. You could see all the community members running around just having a blast with each other, but I didn't get my full grasp on it. But I think New World, I'm going to have to... Just go ahead and dive in because yeah. that sounds just amazing to me. What about yeah. you, Demi? It's good. I can't play New World because I'm on a Mac. 
So oh, that's that right. You tweeted about wound. that, didn't you? Yes, <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. I didn't I mean, mean to rub salt in the wound. No, no, no. It's fine. So I, I, I was concerned about the title being New World and the mm. Conquistadors <laughs> thing. Right. I'm just a bit like that. Feels a bit kind of unsavory almost especially in light of all the stuff that's going on in like gaming corporations yeah. right now you know it's just oh do we really want to do that right. um and the fact that you can, i understand you can only be a human you can't play a different race yes yeah so yeah there's no there's no races for the for the woman that mains a human death knight you know this is ridiculous for me to say but I want more races in my, you know. I also may, I also have lots of other Death Knights, but my main is Human Death Knight because I didn't know better at the time. But now I would look at other races, and yeah, I, I mean, I can't play it anyway, so there's no point in me getting worried about it or stressed about it or anything. Um, I, I gotta imagine feel... they're gonna change that, aren't they? No, there's not enough money really? in it for them. There's probably not enough money in it for them. Um, I mean, oh. it doesn't bother me. Um. Uh, but I, I, I can't wholeheartedly talk about a game that I've never played. Um, sure. You know, that I have my own reservations based on what I've seen. But if there was ever a free trial that I could play, I feel that if I'd played a free trial and like done 15, 20 hours, then I'd be able to say whether I enjoyed it or not. Um, I have seen yeah. a lot of people talking about chopping down trees being very therapeutic, and I feel that that would be where my tendency went. That's what I did. Yeah. Well, and I think part of that is like I'm a I'm a farmer in WoW. Yeah. Anyway, I don't I love going out picking herbs, mining, you know, whatever. So I'm gonna probably do that anyway, and that'll be like my little spot. I I love to fish even. So let's mm -hmm. just, put, just keep yeah. that in mind, right? <laughs> There's some good fishing in the game. This is yeah. Oh. I I am very much for professions. <laughs> fishing is the one thing that I at one point in World of Warcraft had every. Oh no, it was cooking. I had every single cooking achievement you could have at one point in the not anymore. And in Final Fantasy, I could sit, I could level that I could run around Limpsa and level my professions in Limpsa for hours, you know. It's so I, good, I, isn't it? Final Fantasy's yeah. professions is so good. It's it's brilliant. Yeah, I want to get back into that too, but man, that new world really got me. Yeah, I think for like New World is way more kind of it's way more visceral. So it's a hack and slash. You know, the combat's live. It's not tab target. So um, more like an Elder Scrolls or Skyrim. You know, you're kind of you're running around. You've got your sword, your bow, and you're pew, 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 pew. so it feels very kind of you feel very connected to the action. Whereas I think Final Fantasy for me is like it's like a, it's like an it's like a huge like magnum opus, isn't it? It's a, it's yes. a huge story. So yes. it, it's story first. Um, like a book, you know, like a great novel. Yeah. Whereas um, New World is is kind of like story clearly took a backseat in the design process. Um, whereas gameplay seems to be kind of up front. Um, and I just love the fact that they have, by by setting it the way that they have, they've given themselves this really brilliant ability to bring in and celebrate, which is their goal, um, cultures from all across history and all across the world. So there's this, this whole zone called Ebon Scale, which uh, an exiled kind of Chinese um, kind of, I guess, monarch equivalent um, was her throne was taken from by her brother and she was exiled. So she went to find this land. She happened across it. Um, and now 
she's kind of like a raid boss situation i guess or a kind of dungeon boss but the whole zone has that real kind of like that cherry blossom sort of asian architecture kind of vibe to it uh, and they've been able to kind of bring that in and, and really kind of celebrate it and show it off because they've kind of done that thing of well throughout the whole of human history so there'll be lots of cool mm. things that you'll be able to play with i'm like thinking you could have zones that are based on egypt and zones that are based on kind of you know the viking period because mm. everyone in history has been there at some point if so it really it, if they dropped in ancient greece then yeah i'd buy a pc and play there it <laughs> there you go norse greece egyptology yeah. i mean all of it bring it i'll, I'll take it all yeah shower it's... in it it's, it's it's great it's a great footing to i think create some really exciting kind of zones and, and places to uh to go and explore wonderful how about we move to the next question this one's dun, this dun, one's dun. probably gonna be frustrating too <laughs> <laughs> proud of you to start streaming and what are your long-term goals for your stream um gosh yeah this one's actually um not so hard to answer i guess for me oh, um <laughs> i uh, shouldn't have set it up that way sorry debbie <laughs> yeah. hey, you, you set it up but uh it's a this one's a good one uh for, for me i think you know it i was really fortunate to have a very lovely community that i was playing well with um who just started randomly saying like you'd be really good at streaming now i don't know what they were basing that on because it never seen me I mean, I could have, I could have had a, you know, voice for radio, um, but it's, it, it's just something I started saying, and I was like, huh, know, maybe, um, and then um, I sort of, I think one of you I sort of said to my partner, you know, uh, and uh, and my kids' other dad, I was like, oh yeah, my friends keep saying this online, and they're both like, well, yeah, you would be really good at it. Why don't you do it? And I was like, oh, okay, well. I don't know. So I started, I started to explore it. I mean, you know, I'd, I knew streaming was a thing at this point, but I was not like on Twitch at all, really. Um, so I started, I started and I just, I think, you know, fortune and fate, whatever, you know, just, I just fell across Haughty Chicken's stream. Um, and um, I, I, who, and we can't name drop Haughty Chicken enough, can we really? Let's be no. honest. Yes. Um, and what a blooming inspiration that was i was like oh wait a minute here is a person that again like i guess many people i associate twitch with a, a younger audience it's more for my kid in you know and than it is for me and suddenly i'm like oh here's a emotionally intelligent calm kind warm wonderful human being just sharing games in a really chill way that's not about how many headshots did i get today um it's it's about you know I crafted some cookies. I'm like, oh my goodness. Oh, or look at this outfit or oh, look at that building. Doesn't it look spectacular? And I was like, yes, it does. These are the thoughts that go through my head when I play games. I love it. So I was really kind of like inspired. Um, and I think that led me to just kind of like cast my mind back across when I was growing up. You know, if this is, an, if this is a space where there's an audience or a younger audience, I had, I had there was no one. There was no one anywhere in media that was openly a gay man slash lesbian slash trans person that, well, that wasn't misrepresented in some way for comedy um, or fear that I could look up to, you know? And, and I distinctly remember it was, I think it was a Channel 4 show um, just before I came out that did this kind of um, 
very actually kind of you know open-minded view back across the work of tom of finland a really famous artist who's done kind of loads of pencil work of um, very muscular very very attractive muscular gay men in kind of leather wear um and it, it kind of that kind of opened my eyes to it because basically the way the show was selling it was well this is a gay man that actually is a fantastic artist and it's okay to be gay and suddenly i was like oh wait a minute that's what i've been feeling my whole life oh oh, well, I can be gay. And that just gave me the confidence at kind of age 12 to come out to my parents and then to sort of come out at school. And that was a that was a whole separate journey of um, fun. Um, but uh, it gave me the confidence to be able to look back at that TV show and be, but the media told me it was okay. So I kind of thought, well, I can be that representation for somebody else. And then as an adoptive parent, you know, you don't see many lgbt adopters out there um certainly not openly sharing their stories uh and i just kind of thought you know well that's another layer isn't it right I, i've got kind of this extra usp if you like that i can talk to and maybe provide a safe space so that people that are growing up as adopted kids or parents that have adopted kids can find out a little bit more about the gaming space can have somewhere safe to go where it's actually going to be an adoption positive space rather than a, oh you're adopted well, what does that mean do you not have a parent um, so I guess where do I want to take it and what are my goals? I kind of want to kind of hone in a little bit more on that as I, as I kind of grow the audience at the moment, you know, I'm very small, um, itty bitty amoeba in the pond, as we mentioned earlier. Um, but just to, just to be a force for good, you know, if one person tips up and says, oh, no, I'm adopted and you've made me feel positive about it, um, or, oh, I never thought about adoption. Maybe I'll give that a go. Um, and something I say maybe helps them on their journey and helps make another kid's life better. Then, then that's a win for me. If just one, just one person, that would be more than enough. Um, but then eventually, you know, I'd like to kind of, as, as the audience grows, start working with some charities as well, perhaps in that space, um, supporting young people. So, yeah. Yeah, that's such a good egg. Such a good egg. Oh, I like eggs. <laughs> so do I. Love eggs. Especially the chocolate ones. <laughs> oh, soon. Six months soon. <laughs> Such an eloquent answer. I must say, Cap, you, you, you could be a voice actor, I think. Pretty, oh, bless uh, you. Pretty talented, sir. Thank you very much. This is the only voice I have, though, unfortunately. So I don't know. Yeah, I'd but you've inflected one... enough to where, oh, yeah, that, that, <laughs> you, could, you could pull them some things. Out. I'd be pretty cool. Oh, thank you very much. It's very flattering. Um, so. I had a, a bit of a brain hemorrhage quick. I'll be right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. What's your, what's been your best experience in the, in the streaming community? Oof. So I, I thought about this a lot and I think I kind of wanted to highlight something kind of broader rather than kind of a singular experience because you know we all we all have great experiences and and sometimes you know sometimes it's really nice when somebody comes in and you get a sub or somebody gifts five subs and you're like oh that's really cute um the fact that people will pay money to look at my face is a, a revelation to me on a daily basis um but i think for for me the best thing that i experience generally in the streaming community is just the overwhelming kindness that you can see within certain stream communities the fact that people will help somebody pay their rent or help someone get their hrt treatment or help somebody get you know their their next piece of streaming kit 
with their own money that they're going to work every day earning you know demi's point demi's pointing herself like it's happened to me um so you know people are just so so kind and it just in a in a world where you can spend a lot of time you know looking around you particularly as a gay man where everything in life can be a bit of a fight um and you know and that's that's as a gay man like our trans friends are suffering every day every day um people of color are suffering every single day and to see that kind of kindness just reminds me that yeah okay there's a lot of struggle out there and there are a lot of people that want to just put hate out into the world but actually there are also an overwhelming number of people who are kind and warm and giving and want to not only celebrate your success with you but also help you succeed by you know chipping in um, whether that's a follow or a like or a lurk, you know, or actual money, um, all of those things, are, I think, show a real kind of wonderful kindness. And that is, I think, for me, the best part of streaming. Nice. Yeah, that feels good. Yeah. I'm a tiny little streamer, too, and you see that every now and again, and it's it's so cool. Yeah. And having people tweet about it and how neat, how neat their experience was. Yeah, it's... It's pretty good. It brings us to this question. <laughs> <laughs> what has your worst experience been and how did you overcome it? And what advice would you have for folks that might have that similar situation? Yeah. So this is this is a this is a this is an interesting question, really. Um I guess I'm I'm fortunate that my my career background lends itself to being able to quite objectively step away from things that happen within my own stream and also you know my default position is to try and objectively engage unless we're dealing with a you know a genuine troll um which happens and that's fine you know if that's what you want to do with your life go ahead and do that that's okay that's a valid choice um just not in my stream um so i think that has given me some some skills that are helpful um what I don't like to see is particularly for the trans and, and black community um, is people being hate raided or just hated on in general. Um, for me, that's absolutely the worst experience I have. And I don't, you know, people don't come for me because I'm small, but I see people coming for everybody else. Um, and again, you know, as a, as a gay person, you've, you're fighting a battle your whole life just to be accepted and even to accept yourself. Um, when it's the color of your skin, or it's how you present to the world and your gender. The, these are this is not a choice. I get to choose whether I come out. These people, you know, are humans who do not have a choice because how they feel or how they want to be is on the outside. Um, and I think that's probably a story that a lot of people will share and kind of connect with. I think a lot of women will connect with that. I think. You know, people from across the gender spectrum, people from across, you know, the cultural spectrum will connect with that story. And I think, you know, my advice would be to overcome those things is you, you just have to have in mind that this is your stream. It's your space. And, you know, you alone have the right to control it. Um, and it's OK to ban someone. It's OK to have a boundary. It's OK to, to say no. Uh, and I think if you remember that if you step away from it, this is something that isn't necessarily about you. 
it's about the people that are coming for you more than it is about you. Everyone is valid. Everyone is totally fine. Everyone can be whoever they want to be. Hold that in your head and remember that the people coming for you are just not comfortable with something that's going on in their world. And try as try as best you can to never feed the trolls. Because the second you put it on Twitter that you had a bad experience, they've won. Well said. Well said. It's just infuriating. Yes, isn't it? Literally uh, makes you sort of bite your fist every time you see something like that happening. You're oh. like, ah! But um, yeah. What, uh, yeah. what, I don't know. I just I don't understand the mindset of uh, people that come for people like that. But um, no, but I, you're right. I would they're... love to sit down and have a chat with them. Right. Wouldn't that be neat? Because mm-hmm. you know they're, they're dealing with something in their own headspace that's bad. Absolutely. Why would, like, yeah. I don't, I don't know another reason. I'm not Freud either. So I. Oh. <laughs> 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 But like no no kid is born mean. Like we see kids all the time. Like you know, you right. a kid will see a drag queen for the first first time. They're like, oh, what's that person in this? And you'll be like, oh, they're a drag queen. Like, cool. Can I wear a dress? Doesn't matter what gender they are. They don't give a shit. So right. you know, if if kids are able to do that, then then actually the reflection surely is that it's the parents and their life experience that they're then kind of indoctrinating their child into their way of thinking, as we all do. Um, that is normal and natural, but. You know, there's a there's a responsibility to that. As we raise young people, you have to be responsible for their beliefs because they're going to be your beliefs to some extent, and certainly right. until they become teenagers and rebel. And, and let's hope, yeah. let's hope all of those kids that are you know growing up in that perhaps negative environment do become teenagers and go, oh wait a minute, the real world out here says that my parents are not okay, um, and they have that strength to back away. But um, you know, no one's born mean, and I think if we just kind of hold on to that. Um, then, you know, at least we know it's something that happened to them, not something that we control. They weren't, they weren't born mean. Yeah, well said. Well said. What advice would you give to the you from five years of, of five years ago? Start streaming now, you idiot. Um, <laughs> that's that's <laughs> nice. Just, I like it. Also, like, what a miss, what a missed opportunity. You know, somebody that's worked in, in business my whole life. I'm just like, why did I not see the opportunity at the start of lockdown to start streaming then? I, was, I just saw the opportunity to play more Warcraft. I was like, brilliant. I don't have to leave the house anymore. Excellent. I don't have to do those like socially awkward things anymore. I don't have to go to pars and clubs. I don't mind doing these things, but they're not top of my agenda of a weekend. The top of my agenda is how many hours can I legitimately get away with playing computer games for before I look like a bad partner slash parent slash human being? Um, so, so it, it you know, to, streaming, road, streaming has given me the ability to say, well, at least I'm earning some money from this. So now, <laughs> now I've got an excuse to play games. I'm being paid to do it. Um, so yeah, I, I wish I'd started sooner. I because I think you know, technology is at a place now where, um, you know, five years ago I had the privilege to have all of the kit that I would have needed. Uh, now everybody's got it, so it's right. a space that's filling up really quickly because everyone can do it. So. Um, Selfish reasons, but I think you know it would have been easier to find an audience five years ago. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I wish I could have done that too. I had a problem. I tried streaming for about a year, I think, wasn't it, Demi? Like our first year. Yeah. And I could never get Streamlabs or whatever wouldn't work right. Mm. We finally got Twitch Studio, and that worked. There was a go live button, and I got to figure out how to navigate it and everything. Wow, I'm streaming. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty fun. It's always been a blast too. Yeah, it's. It would have been amazing before the lockout. 
during yeah. the lockdowns, you know, and then to have that for the lockdown, that would have been pretty cool to be there for somebody that needs you, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a it's a time when everyone needed a human connection. I'm sort of I'm sad that I wasn't there to to provide it for some of the people that do do follow me. Yeah. We had some yeah. Zoom meetings with a, a a lot of our close circle of friends from all over the area, but we'd have Zoom drinks and, and stuff like that every now and again yeah. just to stay in touch when, when you couldn't go to be with each other and I'm a hugger, so it's really hard on me. I mean, you know, selfishly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so where did you find your community? Was it originally in WoW maybe or yeah, it's um I guess it was those people that kind of initially started telling me, you know, oh you should you should stream. They they very kindly not only said it, but then actually came and watched the stream. Um imagine if they'd all told me I should do it and then didn't turn up. Um but uh yeah, you know, there's some people. I mean, I'll name drop a few people. There's some some friends there, and there are many that I will not fit in, but um there were sort of I guess sort of four or five key people that were saying, you know, you should do this and then have tipped up since on a regular basis. Um, and uh, they are kind of my friend Aloha and uh, Yona. They live in Sweden and have adorable cats. If anyone's on my Discord, you can see their <laughs> nice. cats often. Um, the lovely Ross as well, um, and uh, Niels and Neek all kind of like uh, encouraged me and have tuned in regularly since doing so. So um, that was kind of the start of the community. And then, then I guess from there, you, you know, if you're fortunate enough to get a few raids, I've been raided a few times. Um, and I think that's a real privilege if somebody else trusts you with their community. I think that's um, a very, um, a very lovely thing for someone to do. Um, and I've just sort of picked up a few other people from there, really. Um, but we're still very small, so it's not, sure. um, it's not a massive community. We just, we're working yeah. on it. The first it's time I got raided, I didn't know what, I oh, didn't know what to do. I'm you. like, oh, um, what? <laughs> yeah. What? What now? Uh, oh, hi. Oh, hi. Yeah. Now what do I do? You know, like you forget all, all the things you have to say, don't you? Like you need like a little post yeah. it, like right. I must tell them who I am and then what I'm playing and then diddle it. Because you know that drop off rate, you're going to lose like half that audience within the first sort of thirty seconds. Right, go, right. everything now. Oh, but yeah, telling me but a just story. To, just to have those folks that were streaming drop off their folks with you. That is, I that's pretty pretty big honor, pretty yeah. high praise. You know, it so really is. We appreciate all you to do that. Yes. I saw Thank a meme on Twitter. I'm yeah. the one I'm the one that saw or how ironic is that two minutes before I'm gonna shut my raid down, I get raided. Oh yeah. That's happened to me a couple times. I'm like, yeah. oh yeah. boy, do I feel horrible. But if you know it also yeah, it comes back to that thing of boundaries. You know, you could say, Oh, I'll stick around for a bit longer, but if you genuinely have you know responsibilities and things to go and do you're not obligated to keep streaming because somebody's raided you um and i right. think it's important that people no, and they understand that, that i well. believe yeah, yeah i know. think they mostly yeah 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 it's it's i've raided somebody and they were about to raid me because they were about to finish so we yeah just beat yep. them to it so they said okay well we'll just we're gonna take you as a piggyback to this other person so then we all just went to the other person and it was fine. But yeah, you feel under pressure when you get a raid in to like quickly get out the information before those people go, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. So yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You always wonder like, what's the one bit of information about me that's going to make them stay. And um, I always, always notice. And you hope your cat jumps on your lap or something. Oh yeah. And you're like, Oh, a cat. I've got a cat. The kids made it. <laughs> <laughs> the kids might have heard me. We're not getting a dog. I just <laughs> it was a joke. 
<laughs> is there anything sadder though than when like your most successful tweets are pictures of your pets you're like what all, all i redid my hair i yeah. thought about this tweet so hard this one was about my stream go live but no yeah. my cat gets all the attention yes yeah. in that context oh. yes that does feel bad doesn't it we, <laughs> yeah we actually have a guildy who is a he makes world of warcraft content but his cat has seventeen thousand followers on instagram Oh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, that's to wonderful. The other day, who, um, who said, they, I think their partner's a landscape gardener. I won't name drop them. But um, she, they were like, oh, it's such an inconvenience because sometimes it gets recognised. And, uh, and I was like, oh, why? Like, oh, because it's on TikTok. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> How many followers? 404,000 followers. I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, can I? Which, wow. What? Um, and she's like, oh, it's such, a, it's such an inconvenience. And it's just like, wow, like, I know people that would pay good money yeah. for that kind, of, yeah. that kind of social media presence. Like, nearly half a million. Brilliant. So now I've got to go wow. and find a landscape gardener on TikTok to see what it's all about. Yeah, I, I've just started dipping my toe in TikTok again. And, and I've realized, like, I did go live notifications on there. And they've got 600 views. And I'm like, I've got 14 followers on TikTok. How has my thing had 600 views? And I don't care if people don't, you know, it, if I keep doing it, it will build. But I have no, I, I'm not funny on there. I'm not doing fitness. I tried fitness. It was yeah. ridiculous. So, <laughs> you know, I was just like, this is just a go live video with captions. And I got 600 odd views. That's more than my tweets get. And I got a thousand followers on Twitter. How does that work? So it's so funny, isn't it? Uh, Again, I'm two years too late for the in thing, I think. Oh, no, you know, I don't feel like you're missing much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll Twitter be fine. keeps asking me to download it. Maybe. <laughs> all the kids have it now. They're all into right. it. That's why yeah. I don't. I'm going to be 48 in about two weeks. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's a guy on there It was from weird Sweden. when I had Snapchat. Uh, there's a guy on there from Sweden who's 50, um, single dad, and he's got over a million followers. You never know. You never know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I think he that... might be a relative, actually. You know, you know, I'm, I'm mostly <laughs> Viking, so you never know. But that's like that's like there's a, there's something there, right? There's a really important little lesson for ourselves there because we we all do this thing where we're like, oh, I'm not funny enough. I'm not interesting enough. No yeah. one wants to see my TikToks. What would I do there? It doesn't matter. Like the the if there's one thing that the internet will always do, it's completely blow your mind with the stuff that people will engage with. And look back at like history, like no one, like no one sits down to be an artist and get like a famous painting in like the Tate or the National Gallery and, and knows that that's what's going to happen. They just sit down to paint. And the difference between like the number of times I've heard somebody say, oh, my kid could paint that. Yeah, but the difference is your kid didn't. Yeah, that's right. the only difference. If your kid did yeah. paint that, then it would be here in this gallery and they'd be famous, yeah. not the artist. So just do it. Just do it. Paint it. Absolutely. Stick it on TikTok. Do your oh, thing. Who cares? Somebody, will, somebody will love it. There's the show title. Just paint it. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> Stick it on TikTok. Yeah, and, and I know, and I get it. And it's not always easy, but Demi should give herself a little more credit. She's brilliant. I I completely agree. Much more well, it's credit. Tough at times. Talk. I'm not trying to make you feel uncomfortable. I'm just saying. I that, know. You know. I know you're not. But you know, I I, I although like people. I don't, Everybody I don't needs get a little more Demi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I don't get imposter syndrome. I don't, you know, I, I feel qualified to do the podcast and to stream. Sure. Um, I suppose the difficulty for me um, is accepting that I, you know, I do, you know, I, I know that I want to make this uh, an income stream that is sustainable for me. Um, and I suppose my difficulty comes in like visualizing myself making that level of money from it really um i mean i'm not in a position which where is I need, valid yeah i'm yeah. not in a position where i need squillions you know um and and i'm able to thanks to things like patreon um i am able to see how much other people earn from their patreon um mm. and oh sure and and then you can kind of gauge, you know, one of the first. <laughs> this, okay, this is completely off. This is a little bit off topic. One <laughs> of the first things that I did when I started streaming, and this is ages ago now, I went and had a look at some of the the people that I followed on YouTube, and then I like I looked at a few people that I'd watched on TikTok uh, on um not to called TikTok on the brain now on Twitch, um, and I had a look at like how long they'd been streaming how long they've been on youtube how many followers they've got you know and you can kind of get a gauge from those sorts of things as to how quickly they've grown how much work they've put into it and an idea of how much income they're getting from those things as well because you can google up numbers for things like average youtube income for a channel of ten thousand subscribers for example and stuff like that yeah. And on Twitch, of course, once you become an affiliate and you can get subs, you know how the percentage of that sub that goes to you. So you can look at somebody else with 100 subs or 1,000 subs and you know how much money they're getting from that. So yeah. you can work out these things. And I realized that the two people that I uh, admired most on those channels at the time, this was before Horty Chicken's time, um, one of them had been doing YouTube for 12 years and one of them had been doing it for five. So at that point, I was like, well, this is fine. This is not a short race. You know? Yeah. Um, and I think people forget that. Um, so when I'm, when people say to me, when Bricko says everybody needs a little more Demi and all the rest of it, I'm like, I have to learn to take that and go, this is all part of the journey. And when I can accept those compliments a bit better, then I'll be ready to earn the next level of money. So it's, um, it's all part of the journey. Sorry, I went on. It's a, it is a journey, though. You're right. So it's, it's, it's really important to highlight that it is a journey. You know, num yeah. firstly, you are not your numbers. That's really important. No. Like, right. just can't say that enough. Like, it doesn't matter if you're if you're streaming to yourself. Enjoy yourself. You're playing a game. It's great. Yeah. Um. So that's fine. Uh. But also, you know, it's a journey. It's a, it's a complete marathon. It's not a sprint. You can't, you know, you can't set up a Patreon, turn on Twitch, and expect to have a thousand viewers day one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it happened, brilliant. Well done. What's your secret? Um. But. Uh, yeah. Maybe it's a hot tub stream. I don't know, but um, you know, it, you you can't you can't expect that. No, no, and and you, it's um, I think it's a there are what happens is that the people that have made Twitch partner or YouTube partner or whatever very very quickly get held up as the poster guys and girls. But what they forget is oh. there are people out there that have been doing it for years and years and years and years. And yeah. eventually they might make partner or they may never. And then they may be okay with right. that, but they may still be earning a perfectly decent income. You know, you Absolutely. Don't, a partner on Twitch doesn't get you any more money 
the percentages don't change. You know, um, so yes, check those terms of service before you sign your partner contract. Indeed, yeah, I, that that, uh, that affiliate term, terms of service, I got that after month one, and I was like, I'm just going to read this very carefully. Yes, yes. I got affiliate not... on Twitch, and I didn't know what mean. I didn't even know what it meant. So yeah. they said, just "Well, email. now you get money." I said, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> affiliates sort of quite as binding as partner. Like an affiliate, you I... can. So you can't reproduce anything that would happened on Twitch somewhere else. You have to leave it 24 hours. So you can't share any um, content. Although I did share my Twitch, my clip from my um, 50 subs straight away. But anyway, um, you're not supposed to do it for 24 hours. I don't think they're going to come after me. Um, but partner, you're, I, th I believe... You're completely tied into just streaming on there. I know plenty of affiliates that stream on multiple platforms. Um, sometimes yeah, I just started a YouTube channel. I got to figure out how to get yeah. Streamlabs or whatever something yeah. set up for that because I can't can stream, stream without on something yeah, you like can that. Stream on YouTube, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's yeah, just be very careful and don't sign up for anything you don't want to commit yourself to. So, um, hey, guess what, know. too, Demi Cap? We just had a tangent on episode thirty of the Third Faction Show. Good. We just kind of wandered off. Tangents. Tangents we are good. We just wandered off a little bit. It was it was loosely based on what we were talking about in the question, but it kind of wandered <laughs> off, didn't wow. it? Wow. A know, little. I'm so proud of us right now. Yeah. It's, um, it's uh, <laughs> because we're not restricted to just World of Warcraft now, I suspect we'll do more of these kind of wandering. Yeah, you're probably right, because I'm going to need a lot of learning <laughs> on these other games, folks. <laughs> but you if you have fine. any questions You'll on Classic... Fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> We've got one more on these um, standard we do, questions. We do have one more. This one is tough, because... You're such a pro, Debbie. It's the skills. It's the skills. Who do you admire most, or who do you admire in content creation and why, Cap? Okay, so I this started off as a very long list, so I've whistled it down and then kind of summarized. Um, so um, I think like for, I'll go through the people that kind of I guess inspired me to stream first, all for different reasons. So um, sales heels um, on Twitch, um, just for being just just the most fabulous openly gay person I think I know, but really hot on representation. Done some fantastic charity streams, brilliant interviews with people. What a star. Um, Haughty Chicken, obviously. Um, for me, it's just such a kind, calm space, and I love that. Um, and I think Haughty does well. I mean, Haughty does any kind of, you know, more mature, if you like, gamer um, proud. I think, you know, we need we need more Haughty Chickens in the world. Um, Taliesin and Evertel, obviously, um, on that list. They, for me, have always done a fantastic job of being allies um, and calling out stuff you know in a very kind of very rational logical kind of as objective as you can be way which i really have always appreciated about their kind of coverage of stuff um and then more tater um because more tater is a fallout 76 streamer and i don't even really play 76 but i kept it firstly one of the most enjoyable american accents ever um secondly the the energy level is just through the roof. It's such a joyous experience to watch more play 76 that I 
at any time she's on i'm like oh, got, got to tune in um and half the time you're lurking you know you've just got it on in the background but i just i just love the the joy that she kind of brings to her stream so so lovely uh, and then demi um you know i came across demi's stream um became part of that little community there for, for me demi's it's the it's the chilled vibes it's such a chill stream it's such a lovely chat to be a part of um and actually you know twitch stats wise we have quite a lot of crossover for audience as well which i really like um and uh just you know i just there was you did a pizza party once um and i was so like i don't think i've ever been so hyped for a friday evening at home my partner had, like gone away my kid was like over at his other dad's house so i was like oh i've got friday on my own and then demi was like we're doing like a pizza party on friday I was like oh my god yes so like pajamas <laughs> on i tweeted a picture of me in my pajamas i ordered pizza it was just it was such a joyful stream um <laughs> But I guess, you know, obviously this list could go on forever. So I got, I got to the point where I was like, right, this, this need, the list needs to stop. But what, what I would say is the content creators I admire the most are the people that create content. Just everybody. Because what you're doing when you create content is you are putting a part of yourself out there for everyone. I mean, literally everyone with an internet connection unless you're somewhere where that internet connection for some reason is kind of moderated to see. So the whole world, millions and millions of people could come across the thing that you put out there on the internet. So that's massive. It's really brave. And I think, you know, what it allows, and I've touched on this before, is for people all over the world to see other people like them in a way that the media has never allowed us to do in the past. Um, and that is special and magical. And to be able to see people with different piercings or wearing cat ears or wearing different makeup or face tattoos or whatever, you know, you can connect with anyone um, from almost any walk of life via the medium of content creation. So everyone that does it is a bit of a kind of a little hero for me. I just think you're doing something brilliant. Um, but what I would say is there are some creators out there where maybe I don't feel quite so much love um because you have to remember it is a bit of a responsibility you know you you have a voice people are tuning into listen to what you say so there does there is a, an element i think of social responsibility there that um i wish everyone would remember when they say things on right. the internet because <laughs> yeah, it's out there like yep. you said it's out yeah. there absolutely yeah once, wonderful once, answer yeah once you say something it is out there so um, thank you very much for that compliment. I shall try not to let it go to my head. <laughs> I think we we met on um, Cell's Pride event. I we did, we, we, yes. Yeah, that's where we met. Yeah, that was so much fun. I can't wait to do I another was, one. I was like fangirling so hard during that event because <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh my god, I'm in a voice chat with Haughty Chicken. Yeah. Like, what the <laughs> hell just happened in my life that this happened? And then you were on there and I was like, who is this person? They sound really cool. So I kind of like I tracked you down on on um on uh on Twitch off the back yeah. of cells like you know being really open about all the people that were kind of supporting on the day. Um and yeah, I was like, oh brilliant, what a wonderful recommendation. But a lot of people I follow came off of those interviews as well. So yeah, it's great. Yeah, i we have all of the people that Cell interviewed are on our hit list, and we had a few of them booked in before we went on hiatus. So um that kind of that diversity and representation is you know it's it's always been important to us on the third faction but being able to take part in cells pride 
event and you know some of them I was aware of but I'd never really encountered properly and now like to be able to follow them and to interact with them and then you know they will be invited onto the show again once we get the um scheduling resorted so yeah that was it was it was, it was definitely a Found highlight it. I this found a another podcast to listen to because Cell Heels was on it <laughs> so oh, there you go. That he was on yeah. Druids of Azeroth it was yeah. pretty good just so I could hear Cells again <laughs> Yeah. Our time, my timing with what I can do and when I can listen and watch streams, it's so tough. But yeah, it's he's brilliant. He's just awesome. He's, he's a superstar, yeah. yeah. Right. That brings us on to a guest-specific <laughs> question. Da, da, da. Yes, you yeah. did it. I did. Now, we used to have guest-specific <laughs> questions separate to community questions, but because the format of the show has changed, um, I've kind of molded them into one a bit now. Anyway. This comes from none other than Lady Avalon. Uh, those oh, of you who are yeah, in my, <laughs> those of you who Woo. are in the TTF Discord and in my stream community will know Lady Avalon. She's my super mod. Um, and her question is: How do you? How did you know you were ready to adopt? And what advice do you have for potential adoptive parents? Gosh, right. I might get emotional answering this question. So bear with, bear, brace oh, yourselves well, from, for some vulnerability. No, it's a really important question to ask, but I think it's, um, and it's a really important question to answer as well. But I think it's, um, it's, it's an emotional question because it, um, you know, it's adoption is an experience. Um, yes. So I guess, you know, when are you ready to adopt? I mean, I, I don't know many parents, however they arrived at being a parent, um, who kind of would really say i knew on tuesday the 15th of march that i was absolutely categorically under no circumstances ready to be a parent as of tomorrow morning at 9 a.m thank you very much because that's not how life works um but what i did know um i guess was i was i got to a point in my life where i knew that i wouldn't forgive myself later in life if I missed the opportunity to help out a little human being that actually needed a chance a safe and happy life um, and that's kind of where we steered right away from surrogacy and right into um, adoption. Um, what what do you need to know before you adopt? I mean, so much. Um, but <laughs> I, I guess like the headline is, and this may sound counterintuitive, adoption is not about you being a parent. Period. This is not a way to achieve being a parent, because although it's parenting in some ways at kind of like the basic level of there will be a small human that you are responsible for. Um, it's also about so many other things. And I think predominantly part of it is being a bit of a child psychologist. <laughs> so I think what I would say with adoption is you, you have to go in eyes open. Um, and by that, I mean that it's so vital that you understand your child's life story did not start with you. So they wouldn't be with you if it wasn't for their past and they will not be complete as a human being as nor would any of us if they did not understand how their past connected to their time with you so you have to kind of really take on board how they got to being with you you have to learn about it you have to understand it you have to connect with it sometimes you have to connect to the people in it and you have to shoulder that pain and help them carry it with them for their whole lives because it will never go away. And I think as an adoptive parent, when you can connect the dots between those early life experiences that those children have had 
and the life they have with you, you've basically won half the battle. That that honesty is the hardest part. Yes, you may have to accept that, you know, that kid may never actually be able to love you. That's a, that's a real tough challenge. They they may just always say, I hate you. I wish this never happened. I wish you weren't my parent. And that's okay because you're not doing it for them to love you. You're doing it to give them an escape from what happened before and the safety and time they need to grow up into an adult. And from there, they can make their own decisions and they can live their own life. But you're just there for that little chunk in the middle to try and get them there as safely as you possibly can. Um, and all parents will know that that is not an easy journey for any child. Uh, you know, with adoption, you've got some extra things to think about. Um, one of the things I think really brought that home for me is an exercise we did during one of our adoption trainings where they you're in a kind of group you're in a, a circle exercise i do love a circle exercise so everyone stands around in a circle and you're there with like these other adoptive parents so you know kind of thinking oh yeah adoption this is a great way to have a kid um and some social workers who know better um and um you're told one of you will be told right who wants to be the kid and obviously everyone's like oh exciting group exercise yeah, yeah i'll be the kid and they make you come and stand in the middle of the circle and then they get um, some bits of string and they make you make the person in the middle of the child hold the piece of string and they run the piece of string out to one of the people standing in the circle and you're holding the piece of string. And they say, right, you're holding this piece of string. You're uh, you're the kids, little fish, their pet fish. They see every day. They love to feed. It lives in their, you know, their, their foster kind of their temporary foster family's home. So you're the fish. Right. Next person. You're going to be their dog that lives with a neighbor and they talk to her over the fence every day. Okay, brilliant. You're, you're Gary that the kid goes to nursery with um, and they see, you know, they hang out, they've had play dates, they have a really great time. And then you're going to be the foster mum. And you go, can go around the circle uh, so that eventually everybody is attached by a string to this child or person taking the role of the child in the middle of the circle. And you're all representing someone really important in the kid's life. And then the social worker gets a pair of scissors and says, adoption is basically this and walks around the circle and cuts every piece of string. So when a child comes into your life through childbirth, it's something you celebrate, it's exciting, everyone's happy for you. When a child comes into your life through adoption, they are grieving, they are mourning, they are leaving behind everything they know, possibly for the second or third time in their life, and it is not a celebration for them. It is a time of fear, of discomfort, and it is a time that will live with them in their minds for the rest of their lives. So it puts you in a very different position as a parent where it's not something you can celebrate because that is discordant with how that child will feel. So you really have to go in, eyes open, and know that that's what you're doing. So that's my advice for adopters. Wow. <laughs> I, yeah, as, as a, I have... I look at it that way. I have a cousin on my paternal side who adopted a daughter who was, she wasn't a baby, she wasn't a toddler when she was adopted, and she'd had some serious, serious background issues. And even in her, like she's a teenager now, and that it comes up repeatedly for her in her behavior. And on my mum's side, my eldest cousin on my mum's side was adopted out by my aunt when she was 19 because she was told she wasn't allowed to keep him because he was born out of wedlock. Um, Oh my God. So I'm very, very happy to say that he is in our lives now. Um, mm. And is, you know, uh, funnily enough, he's one of the, one of the few family members that is regularly in my stream. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, 
I've had I have um lesbian friends who've tried to adopt who for whatever reason they weren't a- they weren't able to adopt this particular little girl but it's yeah I've not encountered it directly but I have been on the fringes of it through friends and family and what you've just said is I think it's extremely powerful and going to hit home with a lot of people thank you You're absolutely thank you yeah that's oh, never thought of it like that <laughs> yeah yeah that was a that was an eye opening exercise, I think, for many people uh, in the room. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Oh well. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, we have one final question for you, Cap Fantastic. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Where can everybody find you on the internet? And is there anybody that you haven't shouted out that you would like to? And it doesn't have to be somebody on the internet. It could be somebody in your personal life that you just want to say thanks to or or say yeah amazing whatever it might be oh gosh um so uh, i am the cat fantastic on twitch youtube and tiktok and at the cat fantastic on twitter and instagram thank goodness nobody else thought of that ridiculous name um <laughs> people people i would shout out i would definitely shout out spuddy who is that's his online name for uh, for my kid um because he's epic and is growing into just a really wonderful little human being uh and oh, nice. check out talking about it um but uh he's an absolute star and i would my life would be just weird without him i'm so glad that uh, that we were able to adopt him and that he's part of our world uh, and my partner who very patiently allows me to stream <laughs> um because um you know i stream from our bedroom um and uh, therefore he does not get to go to sleep when he would like he gets to go to sleep um when i have uh, decided it's time to finish um and as you were saying sometimes you get a raid right at the finish time and think oh bum i'll have to hang around for another 30 minutes uh, because it might help me grow my audience so he's being yeah. very very patient uh, and uh, also my son's other father who is a wonderful wonderful parent and um does all of the fun things that i don't do we're very um we're very good at kind of doing the two different parenting style things uh, and um yeah he really uh, allows my son to kind of be himself and find himself and play and investigate the world around him and uh, he would not be the well-rounded child that he is without him Oh, just just such oh, a lovely human being. Oh, such a lovely human being. I'm gonna like one day we will meet IRL and I'm gonna give you such a big squeeze. Yes. Oh, <laughs> wait. Well, we're gonna move on to our community heroes section, which um you can tell that we've not done this for a while because guys, this is probably one of the longest community hero sections we've had for a long time. Um so I think it's epic. We- Epic. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to take them um, take them in turns, Bricko? Do you want to start? Sure. We could start with uh, Twig TV. At Twig TV says, at Princess Electra, honestly, it's been an extremely rough time since leaving my old guild. And Bella realized this, so she encouraged me to do some leveling, dailies, slash mount hunting with her. Actually managed to get some good progress and new mounts, and it helped perk me up. So oh. Twig TV would like to thank Princess Electra. That's how awesome. lovely. How lovely. Uh, this next one comes from uh, my buddy, my my Wow Bay retake at retake control, also known as Verdi. Said he nominated at Panda TV 
uh, OCE for going through hell at the hospital and still being as inspirationally humble as usual. Best wishes and get well soon, dude. And that goes from all of us at Third Faction because Panda has been through the ringer in hospital. So yeah, get well soon, Panda. The Avalon, our good friend, nominates at hijinks underscore and says, hijinks always makes Azora better. Am I saying that right? Azoria? Aorzia. Aorzia. Oh, boy. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> it's all right. We all know sorry. what we mean. Yeah, I'm we 12. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm 12. Anyway, Azoria <laughs> better. It teaches me how to play Final Fantasy because I am the biggest of noobs. Big smile. So thank you, hijinks, from Lady Avalon. Widdly wee. It's just the best online name ever. Woodley Wee. It is. It just makes me laugh all the time. Uh, nominated at Mo underscore Reigns because he's one of the purest souls in existence and laughs at my jokes. And at, I, mean, I think this is Rebel, R-H-I-E-B-E-L-L-E, because I have never cried actual happy tears in anyone's stream until this morning. So that sounds like that oh. was a good stream. Nice. <laughs> Dracarys at Smiting Titan said, I want to nominate at Shantyman Gaming, which is that Shantyman is awesome, for his relentless positivity and unwavering support of others. He is genuinely one of the most uplifting people I know, and we could all stand to be a little more Shanty. You're here, Shantyman. <laughs> and then our final one, uh, which has, has had a little bit of a delay on it, because I think this was sent in to us the week before the week of us saying we can't record this weekend because of the uh, shit show that was ABK, that still is ABK. Um, and this came in from Sir Capipoo, also known as Capo or Caponus. My nominee for community hero this week is Lex, aka at Lex underscore Rants, who is on Twitter, TikTok, and Twitch. She's the healing lead for our raid team in the Catalina Wine Mixer on Worm Rest Accord and quite possibly one of the most engaging and supportive people you will ever meet. Lex recently hit the 100 follower milestone on Twitch and as a result held her first ever charity stream the week of July the 14th to the 20th and raised over $3,000. Whoop, whoop. I'll drop in some nice applause sounders here for you, Lex, uh, to benefit Absolutely. the Innocence Project. If Lex is not on your radar as a future guest, change that. I'm pretty sure she already is capo. You don't need to worry about that one. Uh, and also, <laughs> She's uh, rated me even. That's yeah. just wonderful. Yeah. Just wonderful. A bonus shout out to whoever created the text-to-speech add-on for Twitch. Because since Bricko was introduced to this feature on his stream, it's still making Capo laugh a few times a day thinking about the hilarity that ensued. <laughs> I have not turned it on since because it is it is the not only the way it says well, it, yeah, it's it's very, oh, very funny. It's very funny. <laughs> I would recommend going back and watching Bricko's stream if you can, if you've not seen that, because, uh, yeah, it's hilarious. Anyway, we don't have any reviews or shout-outs this week, but we have been out of the loop for a while, so that's kind of to be expected. Uh, but we will be back in two weeks with another interview, another round of Community Heroes, and more from the gaming world. Until then, you can find us on Twitter at Third Faction Show, which is the number three RD Faction Show, 
or you can find me, Demetanoff, on at D-E-M-E-T-E-R-N-O-T-H. You can find Bricko on at B-R-I-C-C-O-S-T-U-D. You can catch the live show when we do it on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash the third faction show. But please follow the Twitter account for announcements because our times of recording do vary. For other links on where to find us, you can visit the website, which is thethirdfaction.com where you will also find a link to our Discord. Please do join it. It's amazing. We have lots of lovely people in there and you will be very welcome. You can email the show on the third faction show at gmail.com. Uh, if you would like to support the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash the third faction show. We will always be free, but your support does help us cover the costs and will enable us to bring you more, like maybe a merch store. You can also leave us a review <laughs> on your chosen podcast platform and at warcraftradio.com forward slash directory. But if you don't want to leave us a review, the very best thing you can do is tell your friends about us. We stand with the employees of Activision Blizzard King and their demands. End abuse in gaming. Remember, be kind to yourselves and each other. <laughs>